The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept them, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Fifteen years ago, a classmate of mine who was in the Diocese of Fall River told me a story about a priest named Father Michael Nagel who has a parish in Martha's Vineyard, and who woke up one morning to find that someone had left a newborn infant boy outside the side entrance to his chapel. Unfortunately, the parish sprinkler system had gone off in the early morning and completely soaked the baby in the blankets wrapped around him. The baby was blue with cold and barely alive. Suddenly, Father Nagel's morning priorities were completely changed. Forget the coffee, forget the prayers, forget the homily prep, forget the newspaper. The baby took the first priority. Father Nagel and his parishioners took the lead in getting the baby warm and calling paramedics and getting the baby to Martha's Vineyard Hospital, then flown to Children's Hospital in Boston, where the baby barely clung to its life. The early reporting in the papers of the incident focused on finding the child's mother, who the press vilified for child abandonment and abuse. Presumably, she was just a scared young woman who thought a safe place to leave her baby was a Catholic church, not realizing that the sprinkler system would turn on and endanger the life of her child. For Father Nagel, his parishioners and the medical team the priority wasn't finding the mother, the priority was saving the baby. Babies have a way of changing priorities, don't they? Ask any mother or father about that. When a baby comes into a family, former priorities change. Gone are the priorities of football games or dinners out or television or reading a book or even sleep. The helpless baby becomes the priority. Today we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, who came to us as an innocent baby so that we would make him our priority.
Let's reflect on three titles of Jesus that are found in the gospel readings that make up the four Christmas masses and how they point to Jesus as our priority. The first title from today's gospel, the word made flesh. The second from the vigil, son of Mary. And the third, Emmanuel. And the gospel for this Christmas morning, we hear the first chapter of John's gospel, that in the beginning was the word and that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the Old Testament, we know that God spoke the universe into existence. He spoke, let there be light. And then he spoke all creation into existence. And then he spoke, let us make man in our own image. The word that John the Evangelist uses in the saying, the word became flesh, is the Greek word logos which literally means word. But there's something more going on here. John was well-versed in Greek philosophy as well as the Old Testament. And in Greek philosophy, the term logos was more than just the word. The logos was the active reason pervading and animating the entire universe. And John's statement that the logo became flesh, a man, is the seminal statement of our faith, that God became man. Non-Christians can't get their head around this virtually unbelievable claim, but we boldly assert that he did, to reveal God's love in a tangible way, to be a model for us to follow and to allow us to be partakers of the divine. St. Thomas Aquinas said, God assumed our nature so that he made man might make men gods. That's a reason why the baby Jesus needs to be our priority. The second title of Jesus is Son of Mary, evident in the Vigil and the Midnight Mass. This is the essence of Christmas, isn't it? I've read that the nativity scene, as we have here in our church, is the most reproduced historical scene in the history of art. It's a reminder that Jesus came first to be loved. Who can look at the manger scene and not experience the love of this newborn infant, surrounded by his parents and the shepherds and the animals? Mary and Joseph loved Jesus even before Jesus could begin to humanly express his love for them. They loved him because he was their little child, but also because he is the love of the Father made visible in creation. God is love, and God allowed himself to be seen first in the loving arms of his mother Mary. That's why the baby Jesus needs to be our priority. In the third title, it's in our Vigil Mass Gospel, where the evangelist Matthew quotes the prophet Isaiah that the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. This prophecy of Isaiah is that God will be there for Israel when Israel is in danger. But Matthew sees in Jesus that God is with us not just in a spiritual way, but in the person of Jesus. Emmanuel literally means with God. God is present. That promise to Israel that God is present is fulfilled in the word becoming flesh as the son of Mary. We know that Jesus didn't just come 
teach us, suffer and die, rise and then ascend to the Father. The gospel isn't just a story of something that happened a long time ago. No, God is with us, Emmanuel, as a reality to be lived today and every day of our lives. It's why we are here at this Christ Mass. It's because he is with us today. He's with us because he said he'd be with us whenever two or more gathered in his name. He's here in his word and scripture, and he's here supremely in the sacrament of his body and blood, which was first revealed when the baby Jesus lies in the city of Bethlehem, which means house of bread, in a manger. The Greek word for manger is phutna and means a feeding trough. Jesus came to be God with us, and he's still here under the appearance of bread to feed us. That's why the baby Jesus needs to be our priority. Oh, and that baby found by Father Nagel in front of his chapel, he was nicknamed Vinny for Martha's Vineyard. And after seven scary days in the hospital, he recovered enough to be discharged to a trained foster family. And after six months, he was adopted anonymously. He would be 15 years old this Christmas, but he's only alive because Father Nagel, his parishioners, and medical professionals dropped everything to make baby Vinny a priority. And his story prompted the state of Massachusetts to enact safe haven laws, laws where mothers who are fearful or unable to take care of their children can leave their child at certain places where others will make their baby a priority. Jesus was born a baby who wants us to make him our priority. That's why we're here today amidst the cooking and eating and cleaning and celebrating. Jesus is the priority, not just because of something that happened 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, but because the Word was made flesh. The Son of Mary is Emmanuel. He is with us and comes into communion with us in this Christ Mass and in every Mass. On this Christmas day, as we recite the creed, we are called to genuflect, if we are able, at the words that by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. I believe one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things remain. For us men and for our salvation, he came.
came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. God has come to earth, heralded by angels. Let us offer our prayers to our Heavenly Father. For Christians everywhere who rejoice in the coming of our Savior and share that joy with all people of goodwill, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace on earth, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are ill and suffering, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That all who have died may be judged in mercy, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for our personal intentions, which we mention to our Heavenly Father in silence. We pray to the Lord. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Most sacred heart of Jesus, most sacred heart of Jesus, most sacred heart of Jesus. Heavenly Father, hear and answer these prayers which we make to you through Christ our Lord. 